0: and welcome to Buy Association podcast from the Illinois Soybean Association. I'm Rachel Peabody and I'm Betsy Osmond and today we'll be talking with the Illinois Soybean Farmer and ISA Board Director Jeff O'Connor.
1: Jeff and his wife Gina recently made national news when they were called upon to host President Biden on their farm in Kankakee, Illinois. Jeff's story was recently featured in Illinois Field and Mean Magazine and he's here today to deliver his story firsthand in
0: his own words. So Jeff, you had quite an impactful May 11th, 2022. I think you'll probably always remember that day. Tell us about you know the phone call that started all of this leading up to that historic visit. What was that first initial phone call like?
2: Yeah, uh, that, that's a great question to begin with, but I'm already gonna take you off track of that, Rachel, because I just realized the other day, and here we are at the end of July talking about this, that I will always remember May 11th. And it's not going to have that great title like a day that will live in infamy or, you know, some of those phrases throughout history. But I I will not forget that day because what really happened was something we, meaning my wife and I and family, have realized. It just doesn't happen. So so here it started. It started, you know, in a rather inconspicuous way, you know, exactly one week before, late late on a Wednesday afternoon. We could set this up as some great story, you know, with great music in the background, but just a, a random phone call and which I answered, even though the caller ID said Washington, DC, and you just think it's something really irrelevant because they always are. But a gentleman on the other end rather quickly introduced himself, said something about White House. It could have meant they wanted to paint for all I know. And after about five minutes into a conversation, I had to stop and pause and say, Can we start over? Because this sounds like I should have been paying attention. And that's when it became real because it was indeed White House staff. They had had some contact, potential high-level Washington, D.C. official. They would not say the president. And I asked if it was the president I said, we cannot disclose that. So it just it just started it with a conversation. And strangely enough, Rachel, it was I was trying to sell myself on the idea when they asked about would you like to have a visit? In hindsight, that's funny that I'm trying to sell myself mm-hmm. on a visit. So that's how it started.
1: So so you you say you you had to sell yourself on the idea. Did anything about it make you hesitate? Was there any part of you that questioned whether or not you wanted to? involve your family in such a high-profile event.
2: No, not at at all, Betsy. And i thought back to that point often, and I did not. Gina and I, you know, we've been married almost 29 years here. We, from the very beginning, she's a city girl. She's a city girl coming to the country, okay? we. So many people are familiar with that background, but she quickly fell in love with it. And when we knew we wanted to start a family and we have three grown children now, we realized that we wanted to make our place, our farm, be as open and as inviting to friends. When you when you start a family, it's like we want our kids as friends to feel comfortable here, and it just quickly grew, you know, to, to church acquaintance groups, and then um, as I became involved in the in conservation, uh, people in the conservation world, and then it just grew into some of these great visits that the Illinois Soybean Association and Farm Bureau have set up. We loved it. Um, we enjoyed doing that because it's our story. And so, yeah, I really did try and sell them on, yeah, this is the place you want to go. Don't go somewhere else. Here's what we have experience doing. We're con- we were confident we could bring a great message. And because we've done it, it really was not a lot of work.
0: Yeah, as I say, I mean, you're definitely no stranger to hosting events. And as you said, you know, you guys, you guys know the story that you want to tell and how to how you want to convey your farm, you know, to any number of audiences. But, you know, definitely when you found out it's the president coming, did you prep your farm? Did you do anything different on this one?
2: I have to say yes, but it it went so quickly, I don't know what it was. My wife made the comment that they, meaning Secret Service, were the first real people to come out. Um, So the initial phone call was on a Wednesday. About 24 hours later, I had a message on my phone that says, we think we're going to go forward tomorrow, five or six carloads of Secret Service people are going to come out. Okay, That was the first thing that said, oh, this is a little different than Farm Bureau or ISA setting this up. And so we had been in a very cold and wet spell. Farming really had not taken place to that point. Um, Sure enough, Friday afternoon, five or six cars of Secret Service people come out and they looked at your farm in a way that it's never been looked at before. I remember being taken off of a Zoom call with ISA staff trying to do some preparation because the guy who's in charge of everything that could explode on the farm, you know, shows up to ask questions. So I had to get off. Yeah, they do look at it so differently. As far as sweeping the floor, cleaning the walls, making room, no, that was no different. We've done that enough on short order that that part could be cleared up. And it was really at their whim. And it really was a whim because every every few hours, something would change. Uh, The way Secret Service looked at security was much different than when actual White House staff came out because they looked at it as, how do we present uh, the president? How do we present this visit to the farm? How do we present the me- the specific messages they were bringing with the Secretary of Agriculture? And every time someone else got involved, how that, that view, which consequently affected how security looked, it was just changed constantly. So there really got to be a point by Saturday and Saturday was the big day because that's when White House staff came out that it we no longer asked what's going on. It was what has changed because it just changed constantly. And we had to throw our hands up and say, OK, this is out of our hands. Um, this is all logistics. Let them take over.
1: I'm always interested in what takes place off camera and off the record. Tell us what it was like speaking with the president. You know, when the microphones weren't on and the cameras weren't clicking. Was there anything about him that surprised you? Um, t- tell us a little bit about those engagements.
2: Yeah, the that's the neat part. Um, it's the president of the United States, and if that doesn't sink in, you have to say it again. It is the president of the United States. Of America, and regardless who that is, we went into this with the approach of uh, it's still an honor we're We're a rural area in agriculture, so a, by nature more conservative. That was our beliefs were not going to change the honor of who it was. and what was what was so welcoming about the president was we were warned, and we thought that was funny. We were warned that he loves people that he's incredibly personable and it was a warning because we had to keep him on track um i had other family members there that day and we were warned if he got out of the limousine and saw my family first, he would go to the largest group of people he could find. So we hid my family behind one of our buildings. Um, Now, there are videos that exist of, you know, family members holding cameras around the corner, um, you know, videoing what's going on. But it was true. He is so very personable. And the lesson in that that we found was Anybody who's a a figurehead or a famous person, if you can add a layer of humanity to that person and make them a person, they're much different. And we don't do that in society enough. You know, I'm guilty of it as well, that we look at stars, we look at famous actors, actresses. Um, He's a great guy to talk to. He loved talking about his grandchildren. Uh, Our grandson was there that day. You know, our grandson at the time was... Six months old, uh, seven months old, and he met him and couldn't talk. Stop talking about his grandchildren. One of the fun fun exchanges Betsy was, he got upset with a with a staffer there. He wanted to show Gene and I uh, his most recent pictures that he had gotten, and the staffer wouldn't get it. And he had to remind remind him, "Would you go get my camera? I want to show these people the picture of my grandson. He's just like a lot of our family members." And in that aspect, um, he was great. What also showed out of that. That makes me feel uh, have a, a better feeling for the the ag industry. His relationship with the Secretary of Agriculture, Tom Vilsack, is very good. They're familiar with each other. They were both in play. You know, he was vice president when Obama was president. Uh, secretary Vilsack was secretary then. They had a great working relationship, and it was so very easy to engage in conversation with the president or with the secretary because they worked so well with each other. To me. That's very reassuring. That is what the cabinet level people in my mind should be like. They should have an intimate knowledge of the president, how they think, and work well together. I felt very fortunate to be able to see that on, on that day.
0: When you talk to your point about humanity, I think that's really interesting too. And I think one of the moments that will always probably stick out for me from that particular visit is I was talking to Gina at the end of the whole deal. And, you know, everything's kind of, everybody's starting to kind of go their own ways and start to go home. And one of the secret service agents came up and I remember him thanking Gina, even gave her a hug. And you could tell like it was a real genuine relationship that you had developed with them over that short amount of days though. And so that really kind of put it in perspective for me, just the amount of time you had already been spending with, them to get ready for that visit and already kind of what they meant to your family so like talk to me a little bit more about that security team because I think you guys really developed a good relationship with them that week
2: yeah the I'm glad you were able to witness that um because it was so obvious to us that relationship was so obvious to us wasn't sure if you could pick up on that and you have not shared that before I was I'm was really glad to hear that um yes when you were Made aware that five to six vehicles with secret service will show up on Friday, and they pull uh, they do not all pull up in black vehicles with dark tinted windows, you know, wearing suits and that. Um, they're they're very formal, but it's like, um that's not how they showed up. And they were so personable from from the first moment on. They've been through this in in every setting you could imagine uh, the head of the detail um, of the advanced team once this was done, he was going to be going, I believe the president went to um, Taiwan, uh, Taiwan, South Korea, you know, so think about going from a farm in rural Illinois to a a foreign country in a much different setting, they have to be able to adapt to everything. And they're solely focused on, on security. Because they run a farm, much easier, Uh, different, different concerns that they had, they had to have, but um, it was a, even though they were professionals, it has to be a much more relaxing mm-hmm. setting. Um, they were awesome. I, my first point, if anybody asks about the experience will almost always be the Secret Service people should be respected. They are great. They are great people. We've stayed in contact with a couple of them. They followed up on things with us to make sure we had, you know, any photos that they may have taken. They were great to work with and really they looked out for our interest. One quick story there that that proves that, uh, they made us aware, they've seen this show many times. Uh, There was some possibility that the president may wanna come into our house when he got there, You know, freshen up, um, take a jacket off. And they made us aware, Rachel, that it's like, okay, if this is something you are not comfortable with, you have every right in the world to say, no, they can't do that. So because we're average citizens, Uh, who farm, this is our house, and he's the president of the United States, does not mean we had to relinquish any of our rights to accommodate them. And, you know, there were a couple times Gina would have to draw a line and say, no, I'm not comfortable with this. Could we do it this way? And they worked with us. I I felt very respected in the whole process.
1: At our house, um, as we're sitting down for uh, dinner every evening, Um, I ask each one of my kids, what was the best part of your day? And I would like to ask you, what was the best part of this experience?
2: So Betsy and our family, we did the same things um, when our kids were growing up. We would call it high-low. What's your low point of the day? And what's the high point of the day? And so if if what I'm hearing you ask is, I, I were one of your children sitting at that table, what was my high point of the day? it's hard because it's, it's, it's overwhelming. The high point would have been, he's a person just like you and I, that, that really meant so much. He, he is president, but he's a person just like us. I had learned long ago um, to a speaker once say, everybody has a story to tell, give them a moment to tell their story and i really feel like gene and i were able to hear a little bit of his story as well as we were just walking around our yard you know when we were not in front of the press pool or we had specific points that that meant a lot to know that um yeah he he's just a person like us with a lot more responsibilities but to to see that come through one of the unique things that both gene and i would say that we were proud of that day Uh, Gene and I are the type, every time we've had a group out or an individual out, we always sit back and say, how could we have done this better? Continually want to improve, sharing that message for whoever's there. Um, Our son was able to come back that day. Um, He had just started a job in Wyoming working for the Forest Service, came back after two days um, because, I mean, I guess when you tell your boss, you know, the president's going to be at my childhood home, do you mind if I go there, that they, um, it was pretty easy to get him there. The president has had a strong relationships with firefighters throughout his his political career. Uh, When he heard about Evan, you know, made a point to signal him out with the family and then did it again in front of the press pool. What? Why I feel good about that, very proud of our son, uh, where he's at as a 20-year-old, but to see him... (laughs) (laughs) humbled in a way and to see you know this little red glow come over his face when he's pulled up um, to talk about what he does as a wild and firefighter it's uh, I think a lot of his life will be easier than that going forward than to be singled out like that but um, to take time to share something about one of my family members who's doing something that's a service to the public as well I, f- I felt very good about, I was proud of that, the fact that they would do that.
0: Jeff, I know it was definitely a cool moment for my career, personally, um, getting to see that. That was the first time I've ever been with a sitting president on any sort of event or function. Um, do you want to hear some of my favorite moments from the day?
2: I, I, this is what I was going to ask you towards <laughs> the end, because I like to turn the table around. Yes. Rachel, what did, you, what did you see today? Because what you can help fill in for me, Gene and I were so close to the subject we didn't get to see what went on and we are still gathering what went on from others. What did you see that day that I might find interesting?
0: I have a few things that really come to the top. One thing is I actually, so around our dinner table that night when I mentioned it to my husband, I said, I don't know if I'll ever in my career again have one of our board members that actually introduces the president of the United States at a press conference. So, I mean, a lot of my job, right, is press conferences or getting people ready to introduce speakers or, you know, talking points and all of that's part of the day to day. But like, I don't think I'll ever probably encounter that situation again, where it's like one of our board members up on a national stage, essentially introducing the president of the United States. I'm like, that is so cool. I'm like, what a once in a lifetime experience. And so that was really neat to be able to watch Um, being a communications kid. uh, I'll never forget what it looked like when they opened the large door to your machine shed in the White House press corps started filing in and that was really neat to think okay like the white house press corps is here and just that that same thing kind of that level of like this is really important and it was neat because i got to watch illinois ag media and illinois local media respond to that moment too and you could tell it was cool for them Mm -hmm. and so it was fun that we all kind of shared that together I still think, and I've told multiple people this, I think my favorite thing from the whole day is when we were all in the machine shed waiting um, and preparing, you know, and everything was kind of a lockdown secured environment, and it was just a bunch of people in folding chairs. It didn't matter if it was a state senator next to, you know, a farmer, next to an association staffer, next to a reporter for an ag daily in Illinois or ag weekly in Illinois. Like we were all in these folding chairs side by side. Um, I even remember we were all taking pictures next to the backdrop and a state senator (laughs) said, will you grab one for me too? And so we took a picture, but it was cool for me because like, when are we ever in an environment where like, we're all just giddy because we're about to see something that we've probably never seen before. And I think that it was really neat for us to all experience that together. I almost described it as like that moment of like, when you're a little kid and you know Santa's coming and it's Christmas, but like that anticipation a little bit, like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is about to be really special and it didn't matter who you were. Um, or what your position was, or what you even were doing there that day, like everybody was just excited and ready. And i and so, yes, I mean, I remember that feeling of like anticipation, because you don't really get that feeling very often as an adult, like that very special, like, oh, like, I'm really glad we're going to experience this. And then I think yeah. funny moment of the day, and it was funny, because the I think there was just a lot of energy in that room, you know, and everybody just kind of like figuring out like, You're just kind of living in the moment a little bit, but it is a very high energy kind of amped up pins and needle kind of feeling being in there and secure security all around. And when they started playing, you know, here comes the chief and the soundtrack and you guys all started walking towards the machine shed from your grain structure and the song wasn't long enough for the draw or for the walk. And so like there was a pause, the music stopped, you guys were still walking, and then they started repeat again. And like the whole crowd just kind of like let out like a chuckle because like that, I guess maybe that was like the humanity part of it too, right? It's like you can plan this like perfect event, but if the song's not long enough, it's not long enough <laughs> and we need to get them in here um, with the song playing. And so that was also something I'll probably always remember.
2: So so some of, some of my experiences for the day tie tie into what you said. Um you know we've been asked were you nervous and really we were not i will be honest this was this was just a small part of my day i wanted to get to farming because that is who i am that is what i want to do i i love farming and to be able to represent agriculture that day that is how we took this opportunity as i'm representing agriculture none of the other stuff that surrounds the position. I'm representing agriculture and I wanted to do a good job, but I wanted to get back to the field. And so this was just a piece in that puzzle for us. So neither Gina or I were nervous at all about this. We did, however, have one moment that we shared where it finally struck us This is not the the regular groups that come out here. They had us standing on our sidewalk in front of the house as the motorcade came down the road. And for anybody who may listen to this who lives in a rural area, we can oftentimes go stand in front of your house out in a rural area, close your eyes and just listen. And you can, if your eyes are closed, you can hear a certain vehicle and say, that's neighbor A coming down the road, or this is neighbor B. You know the sounds of your road. Um, You can tell what tractor it is, you know. That's how we live in our area. We know it so well. To look down our road and see for a quarter mile down the road and then the highway and you see all of these black cars, long limousines, one after the other, it, we both had this brief moment of, this is something different. And that's when we might have had a slight heart palpitation there, but then, but then it was over with. My funny moment for the day was, was that moment that you described, Rachel, where everybody was kept in the shed. We had 20 to 25 minutes with the president alone, with the secretary of ag to talk about certain issues. The press pool followed us around, microphones were on. When we were done with that, about to go into the building for the actual press conference, uh, they took our microphones off. So it was just, we had candid conversation. Now, anybody who farms, I doubt that there are many slow walking farmers walking across their yard. We have somewhere to go, something to do. Let's get to it. My pace on the farm is fast. Uh, It's faster than a a president. And so I was trying to move this thing along by walking fast. I'd have to pause and look back and they're playing hail to the chief. And it was just an awkward moment to where I I had to fill the void. And I don't know if I've told you this, Rachel, Betsy obviously hasn't heard this, most people will not. I turned to the president, the president of the United States of America and asked him, do you ever get tired of hearing this song? (laughs) Because that's all that was going on. And he said no. Um, And then I possibly followed that question up with the worst thing you could ask would be if you could pick another song to walk. Up to what would it be? It's like I was asking the president because I'm trying to fill space. What's your walk-up song? He has the penultimate walk-up song anyway. It's "Hail to the Chief," and I asked if he had had a second one. He did not. Um, I love but, that. Yeah, but it's like I, I just want to get over there because we can see. Yeah, we can see the throngs of people, the press. It's like, let's get this going, but I walked too fast, so I had to fill it. Um, It's a funny story, would have done it a little differently.
0: So, on the communication side of things, you know, what it looked like for our ISA communications team that day. So, to your point, you know, when you were saying that they wouldn't really say it was the president coming, like we knew, but we couldn't really say that out loud either. And so, even in the office, those first few days leading up to the visit, all I could tell my team was, hey, I'm going to be out of the office on Wednesday and we're going to have a big announcement that we got to push out Wednesday afternoon. Everybody just be prepared. Sure. Um, so nothing else can go out Wednesday afternoon. Like this, the all focus wow. will be on something coming to be defined. Wow. And we don't really have, a, you know, a lot of our stuff is very planned and yeah. we are very methodical in our process. And so I remember getting ready to get in the car to actually start heading to Kankakee on that day. And, um, you know, Heather on our team who coordinates all of our digital and social, she's like, is there like any? you know, anything I can just like start to get ready, um, for, you know, so we can get it out. And I'm like, well, we're going to see the president today. And she was just like the president of the United States. Yeah. You know? So like, it was just, it was really interesting because like, it was, it was kind of cool in that moment that it was all hands on deck preparing for this like very historic thing that none of us had ever done before. I remember Betsy here, you know, I was feeding you quotes via text message and you were putting mm-hmm. them in a press release because there's so much, you know, obviously, yeah that event was so special. We, we wanted to reflect what was said and what happened there, like in the moment. And so there was a lot of like on site reporting me back to Betsy and like us getting kind of our messaging and stuff out there in the moment. So that way, when we put out a press release that afternoon, it had actual quotes and things from what happened and good pictures. And so it was interesting because like, that's just a experience that we don't see a lot. So there was a lot of stuff like in the moment. I remember like being in the car in the backseat, having my laptop like plugged in, you know, that afternoon. And it was like, we had a mobile newsroom on the road, but it was cool. The,
2: the, um, one of the take homes for me, and and we had so much positive feedback, very few negative comments, um, after the event had happened one or two. And that didn't concern me. I knew that we, when we said yes, um, and Gina and I, it, it was so fun, Rachel, um, man, our marriage is great to come home after you have this phone call. And as a couple, a lot of people would ask, how do you, how do you tell your wife? I had this phone call from Washington, DC, you know, and here's what may be happening. You know, we went on, we went on a long walk that night and, you know, just talked it over. And it's like, this is not all going to be, you know, roses. It's not everything coming out of this is going to be pretty and beautiful. There's going to be some negativity with it ahead of time. And that happened, and that's fine. I, I'm 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 genuinely respectful of that. A- after the fact, we really had nothing but great comments, and and people from uh, out of Chicago, out of the suburbs, saying thanks for taking time to put the politics aside and talking about something that's very important. Um, and so much of it was based around how do we increase, you know, uh, food security around the world, not just for here but around the world. And that's something that's very near near and dear to both Gene and I. So many positive comments from within the the ag sector of thanks for representing agriculture the way you did, not just in Kankakee, but in Illinois or in the nation. And I'm glad to do that. That's something, uh, we welcome that opportunity to do it. But some people would say, um, boy, I can never do anything like that. Well, you're not gonna be asked to do something like that. And if you had asked me a year uh, in advance, would I do it? I'd probably say no, Rachel, but it came up so quickly we said yes. The point is, though, to me, everybody, um, if you care about what you do, you can share part of that message to some audience. Maybe it's just a family member. Maybe it's to someone at church or someone you meet in a grocery store about what you do. And coming from the source who is doing it, as a farmer myself, they're going to respect that opinion will most likely be respected more and they will listen. We have such an opportunity in agriculture, such a platform um, to share what we're doing and to be open and listening as well to what their concerns are. You Won't have to do the president, but maybe it's a neighbor or, or a new neighbor, somebody else you meet. It's a great message to share and it's an opportunity we all have and we can do it.
0: Well, Jeff, I know that on behalf of, you know, the Illinois Soybean Association, you know, you and Gina always go above and beyond the call of duty for us. Um, But in particular, I mean, just thank you to you guys for taking this opportunity and making it such a special event. And to your point, you know, really being advocates for agriculture that day and for farmers and being such great representatives for our industry. We appreciate you.
2: Yeah, we we enjoy doing it. We will always open our place to anyone. And as long as we can do it together, um, pretty much anybody's welcome.
1: Jeff, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I loved your recent column in um, Illinois Field of Bean just just being so encouraging of, of others who have stories to share and your point that you know you don't have to be particularly um, you know literate or um, it doesn't have to be anything. Um, you know, drawn out and fancy. It just has to be honest and genuine. And I just so appreciated your message there and definitely appreciate your time today. We hope you
0: enjoyed this episode of By Association. Thank you to our guest, Jeff O'Connor. Please follow along on the Illinois Soybean Association social media pages to stay up to date on everything we're doing to support the 43,000 soybean farmers we have here in Illinois. We'll see you next time.